0: Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 says, Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers. That's what you used to be. You're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of His household. That's actually really good, because I came up with the title, Connecting with God, and I read that first verse, Wow, that really is connecting with God. Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. This morning, we're continuing our series entitled Under One Roof. We know that at the very moment, all over the world, there's a massive building project. All over the world. When Landon and I went away last week, or the week before, we went down to Arizona, and one of the things that I wanted to see in Arizona, is I wanted to see the wall. I just kind of thought that'd be kind of cool to see the wall. You could see these places where there is a massive building project, but that's very small compared to the project that God is doing. You ever notice around here when they're building the pipelines and you'll see all of the white trucks around and the construction vehicles? Wow, they're really doing a massive, they're doing a massive building project of these gas pipelines. You don't realize how vast it is. Well, you and I have no idea how vast and how wide the building project that God is doing this very moment all around the world. He's building His church. And we are the living stones He's constructing it with. The Bible says that we are being built into a spiritual house. But the question we ask is was how do we as living stones, each so different, survive under one roof? How do we stay put under the pressure? How do we get along? We're different. We come from different backgrounds. We have different opinions and different ideas and different thoughts and different priorities. What I think may be really important, you may say, well, I think that's number three on the list. I don't think that's number one on the list. And so, how do we work together? How do we survive under one roof? How do we connect? How do we, as living stones, stay put under the pressure? The more you build, the more pressure comes down. There's more pressure that comes in upon you. And and some of you may feel pressure in your home or pressure in your family. How do I stay put amidst all of this pressure? How do I not just run away? And of you just want to run away from life? I don't know where I would go, but I'd just like to get away. I'd like to escape all of this pressure, all of these things that are going on. So, how do we get along and how do we get connected and stay connected together? How do we as living stones function in the place where God has placed us and not just pick up and move? Because what are you? You're a living stone. You're not a dead stone. You're a living stone. And so God places you somewhere in his wall. He places you somewhere in his kingdom. And as a living stone, you actually have little feet. And you can get up and walk away. You can get up and you can say, I don't like this place where you've placed me. I don't like this circumstance that you placed me. And what I see so many times is God places people in certain circumstances. And they get up and they run away from that place where God places them. God knows what he's doing in your life? You act like he's not in control sometimes. I act like he doesn't know. I act like he's forgotten me or that he doesn't understand and yet God has placed us in his kingdom and he's working in our lives and so when he places us there as living stones the challenge sometimes is how am I going to stay pliable to God? How am I going to be able to function in spite of all the pressures, in spite of all the difficulties and in spite of the things that are going on around me, we do it by the Spirit of God. How are we going to survive as living stones? How are we not going to just tear one another apart? How are we not going to keep getting out of the will of God? Keep moving? It's funny, sometimes people, we're all different. I'm not judging anybody. We're all different, and there's times where God wants us at different places, at different times. There's some people who are just wanderers. They think it's always going to be really exciting over here, and so they run over here, and they're there for a few minutes, and then they get really bored really quick. And then they run over here. I'm just searching for the will of God. Hey, hey, clown, you were in the will of God a long time ago. You keep taking yourself out of it. Sometimes the will of God, it's not the most exciting place. It's not the easiest place. But can I tell you, it's the best place for you. God's got plans for you. He's got a purpose for you. He doesn't need you to orchestrate your own life or to fix everything or to take care of everything. He's the God of the universe. He spoke. And the worlds came into existence. The sun, the moon, the stars, the entire galaxies came into existence at the spoken word of God. You don't think he can orchestrate things in your life. How am I going to function here? We do it by the Spirit of God. And the second part of that is we do it by connecting with God. The work that God is doing around the earth is a work of the Spirit. Under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul writes, And in Him, you two are being built together, become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Jesus said in John 4.23, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For they're the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit and his worshipers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. The eternal work that God is doing in your life. God's not just doing a temporal work. God is doing an eternal work inside of you. Inside of you. He's doing something in you that's going to last forever. And he's using you as a part of something that's going to last eternally. That can be accomplished only by the Spirit of God. Do you understand that? There's a work that God is doing. There's something that he is accomplishing that can only be accomplished by the Spirit of God. It's spiritual in nature. And near human efforts or endeavors will not bring it to pass. It is impossible. So how are we going to survive and thrive as living stones being built together? In a practical sense. How are we going to work together amidst all the pressures of building a new church building? Of changing locations, of making decisions, of raising money for the project, of selling our property, of of church growing and church changing and adjusting. and How are we going to do that? We're going to do that by the Spirit of God. By connecting to God first. If you're not connected to God, if I'm not connecting to God, we're going to have a problem. The first priority in our lives is to connect first with God. So many times people want to, they want to fix everything else. They don't see that the first thing, you know, when you get on a plane, what do they say to you? In case of emergency, an air mask will fall down. Place it on your own face first. And then help the people around you. The connection that you and I have to God has to be our first priority. What pastor, I got to work stuff out with my wife i got to work stuff out with my kids. i got to work stuff out with my boss. If I can just get that, then I'll get things back right with God. No, your first priority is to connect with the Lord. To connect with God and allow the life of Jesus to be lived in and flow out of you and me. By allowing God to refine and change us. Do you know that you need to change? I know your spouse has been telling you that for a long time. I know they have. And if they haven't said it outright, they kind of hint at it, okay? You and I need to be changed from glory to glory. We need to have your image be superseded by the image of Christ. Your old man, what needs to be seen in you is Christ inside of you. You and I need to be changed and refined till the image of Jesus is seen clearly. Till we can say with the Apostle Paul, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives inside of me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is for someone here today. How are you going to keep your family? together let me tell you how that is by first making your number one priority to connect with god by being crucified with christ and allowing christ to live in you by dying to yourself and becoming selfless the challenge for many of us is that we're selfish if you hear yourself say i or me a lot I can guarantee you that you're going to continue to have a problem because you're still living. Once you're dead, a lot of things that bother you don't bother you anymore. Do you realize that? When you're dead, a lot of the things that you stress about aren't going to be a big deal. A lot of the things that you worry about aren't going to be a big deal when you're dead. Well, the Bible says that you have been crucified with Christ You no longer live, but Christ lives inside of you. If you're still living, there's going to be a continual battle between selfishness and selflessness. But if you have died and your life is now hidden in Christ, you become selfless. It's not so much about you and what you need and what's right and what you deserve, because those are the things that cause that caused so many conflicts in our lives. People will say, Oh, Pastor, I'm not selfish. It's my wife, it's my kids, it's it's my neighbor. They're the, it's my boss, they're the selfish ones. Well, how often are we thinking of ourselves? How often are we thinking of our rights? How often are we thinking about me? Me, oh no, 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 I'm not selfish. I'm the generous one out, I'm the most generous one out of the whole family. But what's your focus on? And are you happy? Well, no, I'm mad most of the time, you may say. Oh, so how's that working for you? You're focusing on you, your attention is on you, and the more you focus your attention on you, the more miserable you get, the more upset you get. But when you turn your attention off of you and you turn your attention upon the Lord, this can't be accomplished by me giving you three points and then you doing it. This is a work of the Spirit. Of your old man dying and Christ living. And it only comes through connecting with God. Listen to what Paul told the church at Galatia. He said, you, my brothers, were called to be free. Galatians 5.13. But do not use your freedom to indulge your flesh. When you indulge it, you give it what it wants. To feed your old man. When it talks about the flesh, it's not always talking about the flesh. Meaning, okay, you're chasing 30,000 women. You're robbing banks. It's that old nature. It's that old man. It's more than just the bad sinful part of you. It involves the fleshly part of you. The natural man which wants what's contrary to the spiritual man. The natural man, he wants his way most of the time. He wants to be right most of the time. He wants to be served first. He wants to be coddled and babied. The natural man does not like discipline. He doesn't like it. The spiritual man recognizes those things that they may be difficult at this moment, but they're going to produce fruit that will last in my life. He says, but do not use your freedom to indulge your flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, Watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. You're both going to lose. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the, the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you're not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there's no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified. They've put to death the flesh and its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, puffed up, full of ourselves, provoking and envying each other did you hear what he says let us not become puffed up provoking and envying each other now you heard what paul said what enables us to get along and not destroy one another it's funny a lot of times people can get along as long as you keep a distance and don't really get too close you know what i mean and for not too long a period of time if you're together a few minutes a day you can get along You work in a real tight space. Sometimes it's harder. What keeps us from eating one another alive? Because he says you'll devour one another. The answer is love. Well, how do we function together in love? The answer, again, is to connect with God and to walk in the Spirit. Now, at this point, many people are looking for a deep spiritual truth. They would like the evangelist or the pastor to lay their hands on them, and say, abracadabra, shazam, or some cool spiritual phrase, that's it, you got it, take it now. They would love for that to happen, and then they say, boom, now I'm changed. Automatically. There's occasions in which God works that way, but often He works in a different manner. We want that point of contact with God where instantly... Instantly, everything in our lives change. Can I say this to you? God usually works through time and place. I wish I could get prayed for and it would always be, it would be totally different. And I know that there's times in which God breaks strongholds in our lives. I know there's times in which God does a healing in our lives or he does those things. But often he works through time and place. It's not instant. It requires proximity. You need to draw near to God in faith. It requires being quiet and listening. It requires being in His presence and interacting with Him. Throughout the centuries, men and women, their lives have been transformed because they spent time with Jesus. I'll say that again Pastor, you don't got anything better than that? Now that's what works. You don't got a quicker one? Pastor, could you package it in a real cool video series so that I can watch it? Could you put it in a real cool box and make it seem really cool with three steps, two, and five steps, two, and two steps, two, and and then could I just fast forward it and watch it on two times faster and then get it in my spirit? Would that work? People want to tell you that stuff. Typically, God works through time and space proximity, where you're at, you're near him. It comes from being in his presence. In his presence, God manifests himself. In his presence, God reveals his will. And he does that through prayer and daily devotions. Through these interactions, our lives are transformed. That's why we laid out for you at Lighthouse. We laid out for you a plan that we say to you. If you'll do this, if you'll every day, you'll read his word. If every day you'll read a devotional, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, man, it's amazing how when I open up that devotional, it speaks to exactly what's going on in my life. And So what we have is is if you'll take that time and you'll listen to what is God saying to you. What is he saying to me now? We ask Jesus, what are you praying? Oh, Jesus, you know, I'd really like a Mercedes and I'm just praying that you just send it and like a Mercedes SUV. And That may not be what Jesus is praying for you. There's nothing wrong with you having a Mercedes SUV. I hope that if you want one, you get one. But Lord, what are you praying for me? Where are you working? What are you doing in the land right now? John 15 said, remain in me and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burn. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. And it will be done for you. For this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciple. Did you hear that? If you remain in Christ or connect with him, you're going to bear much fruit. Fruit that will last. You cannot bear fruit of that kind on your own. The Bible says that apart from Christ, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. But listen to the promise. If you remain in me and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is for my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Showing yourself to be my disciples. Now you need to know this. All of us are going to produce fruit. You're producing fruit right now. Some people are going to produce the fruit of the spirit. Other people are going to produce the fruit of the old nature. The result of the sinful flesh. Now let me be honest. When you're walking in the Spirit and the people around you are producing the fruit of the Spirit, it's not difficult being in that environment. It's a good environment to be. In your home, there's love. Oh, it's nice. There's joy. There's peace. There's patience. There's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the person who allows God to transform their life Gets to experience that. However. Other people are going to have another list. Of the things that make it difficult. If not impossible. To abide under one roof with. Did you know that. Hatred. Discord. Jealousy. Fits of rage. Selfish ambitions. Dissensions, factions and envy. Which to be honest with you are evident in many christian homes and some of these things go to church once in a while i want to read them to you one more time hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambitions dissensions factions and envy they go to church sometimes makes it hard makes it hard to live under one roof when people are envious of one another makes it hard to live under one roof when there's fits of rage It makes a tough environment when there's selfish ambition, when there's dissensions and factions. The unfortunate thing is a lot of times people in church and people in their families, they kind of make excuses for those things. They'll have all the reasons why that's acceptable. And I'm just going to tell you that's baloney. We don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of extra time, but that's baloney for you to allow that in your life. It's baloney when I let it in my life. Doesn't belong there. It's not who I was created to be. But they're listed right next to idolatry. Can you imagine? We would never let someone come in, set up some kind of crazy idol and start burning incense to it. You know what I mean? But in church, it's okay for people to have selfish ambitions and dissensions and factions. We say, well, it's a misunderstanding. No, you're being controlled by the flesh. And if you're not careful, the enemy will come in and he'll take up residence in your life. That's called giving the devil a foothold. Funny thing is, it's just not in the church. It's in your homes. It's in your workplaces. You need to take precautions. You think people are being careful with the coronavirus. You need to be careful with letting these things in your life. That's what the church needs to do. If we're going to live together, if we're going to work together. The Bible says that idolatry, witchcraft, drunkenness and orgies, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage are right next to it. But the Bible says that those who live like this, all of them, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Peter writes, as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to do what? Final thing. To be a holy priesthood. Offering what kind of sacrifices? Spiritual. Offering spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We got to do it by the Spirit. It's the only way. And if you struggle with some of those things, it's okay. Because we're human beings. But we're telling you that there's a remedy to that. Walk in the Spirit. Connect with God. Make that your first priority. Make that your utmost importance. Lord, I got to connect with you. I need to connect with you. If I don't connect with you, I'm not going to be a good dad. I'm not going to be the type of wife or husband that I need to be. Well, no, you don't understand. Okay. I can't do it for all of you and you can't do it for me. But we can for ourselves. I can connect with God. and I'll trust that God, you're going to be faithful To work in my child's life. You're going to be faithful. To work in my spouse's life. You're going to be faithful. To work in that other brother or sister's life. Father today. I ask you in Jesus name. That you would have your way. In our lives. Father I pray. That we would connect with you. By the Holy Spirit. We want to connect with you. By the Holy Spirit. I'm asking you, Father, that you would forgive us of trying to do things on our own. And I pray, Father, that we would see that if the Spirit of God doesn't flow through me, if the life of Christ doesn't flow through me, my natural thing is to be selfish. My natural desire is to want my way. And so many times, Lord, that causes conflicts and it causes dissension and it causes problems god i'm a part of your body you brought our family together and lord we want to be christ-like and we want to get along we want to work together so i pray that you would have your way in us father in jesus holy name we'll thank you for it lord be glorified we ask this in the name of jesus amen god bless you guys we love you